Uh, I was reading earlier this week about when John Humphreys took on the presenting of Mastermind and how he was required in his contract to retain the phrase, I've started, so I'll finish. It was considered as much of the furniture of the show as the black leather chair and the theme of approaching menace. What I then pondered, having read it, was whether that phrase is the interrogator's way of saying, just because the beeps sounded, your pain is not over yet, or whether it is a kind questioner giving the possibility of another point that can be earned. The words could mean either, couldn't they? But how they are perceived might be different depending on the situation. As we read Paul's different letters to the churches around the Mediterranean, we find similar structure and ideas. There's greetings and teaching and challenge, and I hope to be with them in the future. Perhaps these are a gentle encouragement, and at other times, a good ticking off. But what we see may well depend on how the Spirit guides us to read them at the time. Each letter to the church is personalised, but in the teaching of Paul again and again, he turns his hand to the idea of what it is to live with the love of God in our heart. A love that is for those in our fellowship, our brothers and sisters in Christ, and also a love for our enemies. It is not a do as you would be done by. It is a sense of doing everything you possibly can to bless other people. A call to be sacrificial in our lives. These words to the Romans contain the same ideas as give us the wonderful description of love in chapter 13 of his first epistle to the Corinthians. The, the words we often hear at weddings, love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud. It also forms a, an underlying element to the fruit of the spirit that grows within us as described in Galatians 5, though love itself is in that list. Were we to read other letters too, we would hear the same thought regularly echoed. Instructions on how to love and who to love. And the who is everyone. I think um, this direction, this instruction, that appears might often be best summarised with the, the opening verse or, or even less the opening sentence of today's passage, love must be sincere. Of course there's a, a translation from the Greek and we perhaps lose a little in translation for of course there are many words that translate to love and the particular love here is agape, the love originating in God for all of humanity. It is the love that is revealed in Christ and his cross. What Paul is challenging us to do is to have that same love, that sacrificial love, to share it, 
in a sincere way. If we are then to, to look at the translation of the word sincere, it might challenge us even further to be non-hypocritical, or as I've seen one translation put it, unassumed. People should not need to guess or assume we are loving. It needs to be self-evident in every word and action of our lives. If our love is God's love, unconditional on the other person, not requiring them to jump through a certain hoop that pulls them into looking, talking and thinking the same as us, then it is sincere. If there are certain criteria or expectations, then we are the ones falling short. We see the splinters in other eyes, well, we may well have a whacking great blank in our own. And on those occasions that we pick fault, we are not perhaps being sincere in agape love. But it was not simply when we were far off from God that the Father sent the Son into the world in love. But because the people were far off, because humanity, people like us, us in fact, were distant from God and distant from God's ways, sinful and needing to be forgiven, that the Lord God, who is love, came into the world. We, when we turn to God, are by his mercy forgiven and are made holy, blessed by God not because of any completion of chores or ticking the right boxes, but because of what Jesus did. However, even after we turn to God, we are still frail humans, and we still do things that are wrong. But God is also still loving and still holding out his arms wide to embrace us and to give us Hope. We are a community of people that makes mistakes and we need to love each other as we do so. Not a community that frowns but one that encourages and says have another go. Not falsely believing we are perfect in our thoughts and actions but knowing despite all our failings God continues to love each one of us. It is right, however, that when I talk of love and loving others and of forgiveness, that I also say that where there are things that are wicked, violent or abusive, then it is right that authorities are informed and justice done. As Paul says in the passage, we are to hate what is evil. And too often over the years, churches have often preached love and forgiveness without including the need for loving action that prevents the recurrence or fails to redeem the situation, preventing it from continuing. This is wrong. It allows hurt to continue and is not of God. It fails to show love. Because the system has often failed, it can be difficult for those who have suffered to think of love, particularly love for the one who has caused hurt. Uh, but what we must remember is that love in such a situation is about seeking new life, uh, 
and ending what is not of God. I'm fortunate that I personally have not been in such circumstances that I know some of you have been through in the past. It's perhaps easy for me to say it and harder for you to do it. But we need to have love for all, for this is how God loves us. We may at different times and in different ways interpret or gain new learning from scripture. But whatever chair we are sat on, whether in natural daylight or under a harsh focused spot lamp, the message that love must be sincere needs to be on our heart. Amen. <laughs>